I'm Critter. I'm Jace. And we should be working. working. God damn it. It's one, two, (laughs) say it. (laughs) All right. I'm Critter. I'm Jace. And And we we should should be be working. working. I fucking hate you so much. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Kick us off. Let me have it. All right, Michael. My podcast voice. Have you or do you have a problem with the fear of missing out, a.k.a. FOMO? So I don't think that I do, but I I look forward to like 20 minutes from now when I suddenly have the blinding realization that it's like ruling my life and I've just never realized it because that's what seems to happen often on our podcasts. But like in, in my head... If I find out a bunch of people are doing something or like there's a meeting or whatever and I'm not a part of it, that doesn't bother me. And actually it's kind of the opposite in a lot of cases. I call it a fear of um what do I call it? A fear of being, being uh, invited. Fear of yeah, being invited or being included. Um where and I'm not sure why that is. Like I I can't really think of a, a situation where it legitimately upset me or frustrated me that I wasn't included, but it often like stresses me out to the max when I am included. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I, I have more thoughts on that, but I'll stop there for now. What, what about you? How's this? Why? No, you? keep going with that. That was, <laughs> you like that? All right, I'll keep going. Yeah. Uh, like why? So we've talked about before. I have this, you know, this big need to be liked all the time and, and I'm trying to avoid avoiding and all this stuff. And I think that this is, this is something that I have historically avoided that I need to stop doing is being in a group that you know maybe I don't necessarily have to be there um but by nature of being there I'm setting myself up for the possibility of saying something stupid or doing something embarrassing or not contributing enough value or whatever and then I'll I'll end that thing feeling like upset or like you know are they or did they did I make a good impression on those people was I actually like doing what I what I needed to do to you know show that I'm competent whatever like that all stresses me out so much that in a lot of cases it's just easier to not be included so that I think that's where so, the fear of being included comes from so to you being included is a lose-lose situation if you are not necessary for whatever main purpose of that gathering I mean, not necessarily lose-lose. Like, it could go really well. I could, you know, make a lot of people laugh and, and make new friends and whatever. But it's just something that, that stresses me out so much that sometimes I would, like, historically, like, my, my natural state is to just avoid it, you know, because because I don't want to right, set myself so, up for the risk. Right, so you let the fear overwhelm you, basically, and yeah. then give in to it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. This is I've talked before about it being a a shy extrovert where like I I actually need those types of situations in order to grow and be happy. You know, I I become energized by being around people. But this exact thing is why I thought I was an introvert for so long, because like I avoid these situations because I'm like shy or worried about how they're going to go or whatever. Um, So it's, it's always like this vicious cycle of me avoiding things and then feeling even worse because I'm not getting the interaction that I need. And, you know, it just kind of repeats from there. So I'm trying to I'm trying to break that cycle and like stop with the phobia and start just being included. But OK. And then back to the original question, like, are is there anything that you could say that you're you're you fear of missing out of? 
like any kind of aspect of life or like traveling or you know stuff you're probably not going to be able to do until you're older but you see other people doing currently Mm, all right so let me think in college i didn't stay in the dorms ever um i didn't like you know go to parties me and my then girlfriend now wife just kind of rented an apartment and lived together and i just kind of went for the classes there was maybe a tiny bit of fomo there where like all the people that I went to classes with were in dorms and living together, you know, and just like hanging out all the time and having fun and stuff. And I wasn't really having the college experience, but even that didn't really didn't really affect me too much. Um, and that, that's really the only thing I can think of. I mean, I it was stuff like you know traveling or or I don't know like going on crazy vacations, whatever. I feel like I have later in life to do that. I'm raising kids right now, and that's okay. Um, even something small, like, so so if there's, like, a family gathering and it's a situation where we can't bring the kids because the kids would break everything in somebody's house or whatever, I'm usually just totally fine <laughs> letting my wife go, even though it would be fun. Like, the, it, the, I guess that's how it usually manifests now. It's like it's not like a fear of missing out. It's just, like, a slight disappointment that I'm not able to participate in something that's fun. But that's not because of the but missing then, out aspect of it. But then you use your, your uh, what is it, phobia as your wubby? Well, for that, it doesn't matter. Like, for for the people that I, you know, like, close family and stuff, I don't think there's any phobia. Yeah. It's just, you know, okay. it's just a, a little bit of sadness that I don't get to go do this fun thing or whatever. But I, I wouldn't, like, be scared of being able to go do it. Uh, it's mostly for work stuff, I think, where phobia rears its ugly head. Yeah, I think I think in today's, like, age of technology, FOMO is such a hard thing to, especially for, like, traveling and stuff. Like, I... I don't really get FOMO for that because it's just kind of like, oh, I can I can see the pictures. I mean, there's, there's literally uh-huh. millions of pictures of this thing from every angle, from better camera angles than I'm going to get with my shitty phone when I'm there and stuff, you know? So, like, I, I, don't, I don't miss it in that sense. It's, it's just kind of like things I want to experience, I will experience. It just is going to fall in line at some point. Yeah, yeah, that's how I feel about traveling too. Like, there's still plenty of time for it. As we're in the middle of a pandemic that is going on the second year that it wasn't supposed to be a uh, year. Yeah, you know, and like as I've gotten older, I've also kind of realized that. Um, have you ever heard the quote, uh, "Anticipation is the greatest joy"? Or does that you know does that ring any bells? I don't. I haven't heard that one specifically, but I I know. Yeah. Yeah. The, ones. the idea. Yeah. So it's like. The the anticipation of a fun thing is usually actually brings more happiness than the fun thing itself. Uh, and I, I've found that to be especially true about traveling. Like the vacations that I've gone on, you know, my wife and I went to Mexico uh, last year. And, like the, the, the going up to it is always more fun. Than, once you're actually there, it's just like, okay, well, I'm, I'm sitting by a pool now. I have a drink in my hand. Like, you know, what do I do now? <laughs> That's, I, I kind of feel the same as if we were just like chilling in bed watching, you know, some dumb TV show or something at home. Like it, it never really lives up to it for me. Traveling doesn't. Uh, maybe it's because well, I'm a crappy, crappy traveler. I don't know. Well, vacations in particular have never have never hit me the same way as other people because going somewhere else to just do nothing, like relax, is annoying to me. Because then I could just relax where I'm at. Like I, yeah. I spend time to like make my home, like you know, my fortress of solitude, and I can like just chill out here and never have to leave <laughs> if I need to. Like that's, that's my home base. Right. So like yeah. I, going, like I can understand like going places to go on hikes and like do all that kind of stuff. But 
like to go to to say like especially a tropical place <laughs> to go like sit on a beach and sip on mojitos and you know get a tan just doesn't seem fun for me one because you know i grew up in hawaii and don't care to go visit tropical <laughs> yeah. places but uh you know just just seeing someplace to do nothing I, I i could do that much much more comfortably at home right yeah yeah i hear you if i'm just gonna go relax just let me relax the most relaxing place on earth is my own bed so just let me relax there exactly but if there were okay so let me ask you then like what's uh how much do you find yourself struggling with with fomo um i get so i get it probably the most when it comes to people in really good relationships like like you and nancy and you know like friends that are married for a long time and you know get shit done together and grow together those types of things because those are mostly because those are like the the movie type relationships in from my perspective like growing up I I never saw those types of relationships around me and never had that kind of like influence. So those were more just like, oh, those are the types of relationships that happen in movies for me. So you, so you're, you're <laughs> for a second I thought you're you're missing out on being a part of my relationship, which got no really no, awkward. but no, yeah, I don't so need to be a thruple. <laughs> Would you say a thruple? A, a thruple, three, yeah. A three couple is that what that is? Yeah, yeah. That's a real thing. Apparently, yes. Threple, three, pull. Oh, okay. It's just like you folded over three times. All right, we're we're done with. I don't want to think about folding over you. Okay. <laughs> so, so, but, but, but what you're saying is like you're missing out on that aspect of life being in a like a movie relationship. Yeah, and I think a lot of it has to do with like just you know old Disney movies and shit like that. That whole like build up when we we're kids that you're supposed to find like that significant other and then world's supposed to be magical all of a sudden and all of that. Like that shit got build up in me as well. And then like, you know, I'm just crazy. So like I haven't been able to find that person. So it's just like, that's gotten me a few times in life where I just like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It, okay. So, so it's mostly really like, is there any, is there any work stuff or is it all personal relationship stuff that you feel FOMO in these days? I mean, some work stuff, like when I'm stuck on a project for a long time and somebody else is talking about a cool project that's going well for them and, like, they have a project manager that helps out and is actually on the team and stuff like that. I'm just like, oh, that sounds nice. I really wish I could do that once in a while. (laughs) But you can't. Yeah, I don't... Not yet, anyway. Like... I guess I, I can't even understand the concept, you know, so so similar to how you, you can't understand why people really like getting compliments. I can't understand mm-hmm. what a fear of missing. Like, what are you what's the actual fear? What, what are you afraid of? And, you know, when you're missing out on something a good time? I guess, is that I guess all it is? yeah. Yeah, I guess not being included um, the opportunities that whatever thing could present. Like, I mean, a very simple one, let's say, like, it's the most popular kids in one of your kids' classes' birthdays, and they invite everyone except for your kid, right? He's going to he's gonna have the fear of missing out because all of his friends and, like, all the people that he knows are going to be there. 
and like they're going to be talking so are they going to be talking about them because they got left out i mean there, there's just like a ton of angles that you can take with that mm, okay just like right. fear run rampant yeah so i can definitely i can definitely see it from like school days when you know there's cliques and there's like groups you want to be a part of and you want to be like a popular kid or you don't want to be exactly you know, a part of the nerds or whatever um and i guess maybe maybe that's maybe that's the aspect of it that i'm missing all right so now i'm now i'm wondering how well, much of this oh yeah go ahead i'm gonna derail us well i was just gonna say it's like the exclusive exclusivity of it right it's like uh like a playstation 5 drops you know and uh-huh. you you get yours and then all of a sudden your the one that you have is worth you know twice as much as retail because somebody who didn't get one in the first shipment is willing to pay twice as much to get theirs to fulfill that that void that that fear of missing out has created in them hmm okay all right so i think the part that i was missing is that a lot of adulthood is similar to high school and that it's it's often just a popularity contest and FOMO comes into play when people want to be like included in the groups that they want to be a part of right and so like if there's a if there's a party and you don't get invited then that means you're not one of the cool kids no matter how old you are right yeah I was thinking of it more in terms of like I don't, I don't even know like a meeting or something that you didn't get included on because no I mean you're meetings enough. work as well yeah I mean imagine imagine if like in i mean same same principle as the party right all the front end people go to some retreat together right but i never got the invite i'm a front end person i've been at the company seven years why didn't i get the invite now all of a sudden you know i'm questioning things in my head about my own ability and why i wasn't invited and all the other stuff like it just starts feeding itself at that point okay so you, so it's kind of like the opposite of me. Like I have an anxiety if I am included, and you have anxiety if you're not included. Or is no, it no, anxiety, I'm saying or is that like is what FOMO or... is. No, it's fear. I mean, it's anxiety is part of it. Like it's, I, it's... I honestly don't care if I don't get included. I, I love not being included. I love being left out. I love <laughs> when people are just like, "Oh, you didn't know." I'm like, "No, how could I know? You didn't invite me to the thing." Uh-huh. Like I love that moment. It's just like, no, I don't know because you. <laughs> You just want to live in the shadows and 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 get the chance to be upset with people when they forget that you're there. Yeah, pretty much. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I can see this. I can see. So I, maybe maybe the fear isn't so much what I don't know. Okay. So t- tell me if this rings true. Uh, fear of missing out. Maybe maybe you're not so much scared about what happens that you don't get to be a part of, but maybe you're scared of what it means that you weren't included. I think all of that is true, though. I, I don't think it's either or. I think it can be both. And that's why it's so killer. Yeah, I think it can be super layered, right? Because <laughs> you, you could hit that. Because what if some crazy event happened at that meeting or something? Like a once-in-a-lifetime thing happened. Who cares, right? Like Jesus showed up for the second coming. Who gives a shit? <laughs> and you weren't there to miss it, right? Uh-huh. That could be something, some crazy event that you just missed out that just happened and there's no way to plan it or anything. You just missed out. You overslept, whatever the case may be. Mm, okay. All right. Yeah, I, I can see like I've definitely felt the pain of not being a part of an inside joke that everyone else kind of gets. And it's sort right, of like Yeah, that. inside jokes is a big one, too, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. But yeah, that one's also huge. Like the whole. Yeah. When 
I guess we can't really talk about that client, but I was going to say when we were yeah at the company together and you guys would like harass people with certain nicknames that you made for your specific client. Yeah. I never did that. Stuff like that. But but stuff like that, right? Like everybody was like, okay, whatever, this is a thing. And then, but some people really got bothered by that just because it was like wrong place, wrong time type of thing. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, so I, I'm wondering, I'm wondering though, how much this, how much this doesn't apply as much if you're fully remote. Like it seems like the opportunities for FOMO are so much greater if you're in the office together, right? Like because I mean, people like go to lunch together or like hang out and have coffee together or whatever, um, and that that stuff just doesn't happen nearly as much if you're remote. Yeah, I could see that, but I could also see how you could get a bunch of back channeling happening and like little one-on-one video calls or like small smaller clicks of calls like amongst just people developers or whatever it is yeah but then then, nobody would nobody would realize that it happened though because until later right until be like oh well if you so say like you and two other developers jump onto a call to solution something but don't tell anybody else and then tomorrow in stand-up you like somebody is talking about a bug that happened and you're like, Oh, that was because of this thing that we did. And it's just like, Oh, well, when did that happen? Why did that happen? Where was that conversation? All right, hold on. Uh, that all makes sense. And I, I'm still not, I'm still not, I don't think I, what do I think? Well, this now, now stupid to me. That's what I think. Well, yeah, it, it is, it is right. It's like, Oh, but I'm not included. Harumph. Yeah, <laughs> that that that's what it is. Yeah, but I mean, it is it is a thing, and the problem is, is when people don't want to like address it or express it in a healthy way, or even just get over it. They then it becomes toxic, and then they like try to drag other people down with them. So we said there's two reasons. Like, if you're having FOMO, you're you're scared of one or possibly both of these two specific things. One is what it, what it means about you as a person that you were left out and two is the fact that you might be missing something really awesome yeah right are there more yeah i mean well there's there's also things like um i've heard some people talking about they they're afraid that people talk behind their backs so like Ooh. if they're not yeah if they're not there then they get it in their heads that they're just going to be talking about whoever's not there uh huh. Which is similar, similar to number one. So there's like identity issues here, like all of the things yep. that go into what. What does it mean about me that I wasn't included? Is it because they don't like me? Is it because they want to talk about me? Um, yeah, that's scary stuff. So, so somebody with like a specific type of social anxiety could probably be really kind of destroyed by, by FOMO. And the other thing is For missing sure. out on something fun that happens, which is that seems that seems less. That seems like more of a healthy thing to be scared of, you know? Like, it's not healthy to worry about how people are seeing you as a person. But it seems okay to just be sad that other people might be having really fun experiences that you don't get to be a part of. Well, yeah, that that's the other side of this coin, right? Is like, yeah, sometimes you get left out too fucking bad. Just life goes on. <laughs> that happens. Just eat that emotion. Find something else to fucking pick you back up. We are obviously the not one. the right, we're not the right people to be talking about this because neither of us can like relate to it at all. <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah, not, not in like the crazy empathetic way of 
like that people would want us to i think uh-huh so when you you're talking about relationship fomo which of it i mean okay yeah so maybe that both of the things that i said could probably apply to relationship like part of it could be what it means to you that you don't have a relationship and part of it could be that you're missing out on fun things that come from being in a relationship yeah absolutely both and like the ease of a two-income household and shit like that like especially when i was renting an apartment for an insane amount in downtown portland just like fuck if i like if i had a, a partner or like a spouse in this and this was split in half life would be much easier for me right now ah uh, interesting okay so that's like an that's like a new one it's just in some cases it's just objectively you know more pragmatic i guess to be included they're just like I'm tangible sure that's benefits. Part of it, yeah. So, which of those is the hardest for you with relationship stuff? I think I think I think about uh, the last one the most, like splitting things in half, like like just you know half the rent, half the mortgage, whatever it is, or like <laughs> only dealing so with the puppy half the time. So your relationship FOMO is just that you have to pay more money <laughs> because you're single. <laughs> uh yeah, partially. Uh, well, the other side of that is that if you if you're with somebody, then yeah, I guess maybe not so much if she's like got a full time job, or whatever. But like, yeah. But, but it's think... like it's it's just sharing the burden with someone. That that's really all it is. It's, there's a comfort in that. What 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 other burden besides bills? Life in general. Somebody got your back. Yeah, and, and just whatever decisions, just everyday decisions and stuff is that different from the kind of thing you get with like a best friend who is also your roommate you think i mean i think you you possibly could but i'd rather not have that set up you'd rather not be rooming with your best friend (laughs) no why not i mean we're like we're too old for that we could we could like both rent apartments in the same same complex or something yeah well, then you could be part of a sitcom if that, you know, like every good sitcom ever was about like 30-ish year old best friends slash roommates. Grumpier old men. <laughs> you got friends. You got new girl. New girl's really good. All right. So there's there's a lot going on here, it sounds like. Uh, but I'm very surprised to hear that your main concern is lessening your burden. I don't know why that I don't know why that surprises me so much. Do you feel like because everyday life is a significant burden for you? Not a significant burden, but sometimes. I mean, it it gets heavy sometimes. It always does for everyone, right? I mean, you've had Nancy for the past 20 years, right? By your side, basically. Not yeah. quite that long. Yeah, like 18. Close enough, yeah. So, I mean, like, you've always had somebody else there. And, like... You're you're close knit with her family and stuff too, and so it's like always been like a bigger community type of thing for you, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas like for that type of thing, I stay close to like my own family, my my immediate family, like my sisters, and then you know whoever they're dating or married to and stuff like that. That becomes more my community versus like you know my partner's family. Hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think about, like, if Nancy, if I woke up tomorrow and Nancy had disappeared from the face of the earth or something, you know, a- after the initial year of just, like, crushing grief, what would be the hardest thing? And I think I think the burden would be hard, but mostly because of all the kids. 
Well, know? yeah, that that's the added added layer for your situation for sure. Being a single dad of four kids would freaking suck. Um, and on top of that, though, I think the hardest thing would just be loneliness. You know, like once the kids are in bed, if I'm just sitting around by myself, I think that would just be that would be really rough. Does that you sound like that you're depressing you? yourself? I'm going to start crying just like envisioning it. <laughs> I mean, I did just recently get a puppy. So, yes, the loneliness is a real thing. Has that helped with loneliness? Yeah. I mean, he keeps me busy because he just he always wants attention. What about boredom? What? Sorry, you skipped there. What about boredom? Is is boredom also a a hard part of not being in a relationship? No, I, I keep myself entertained pretty well. Hmm. I think I would be bored. Maybe that's just because I've forgotten how to like entertain myself alone because I haven't had to do that in like twenty years. But I just don't know. You what You just I would write do. more blog posts. <laughs> they would all be so depressing if I would read them. There you go. Maybe you'd go back to your emo phase and write some songs. Ooh, we should we should slice my one song into the podcast for anybody who makes oh, it to the goodness. end of the episode. <laughs> they get to listen to my one song, <laughs> and then for that one that one episode release, you got to change the cover to when that picture you sent me with your longer hair and uh-huh. you're holding the acoustic guitar with my emo hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those were the days, man. I knew how to get the ladies back then. I had game. You definitely knew how to get a lady back then. <laughs> I think all that came after I already had her. That's how that worked out. She made you depressed then? No, she like if if I if I wasn't already in a relationship, then I never would have been able to start a relationship when I went through oh, that. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. All right, we went down a relationships tangent. We did. It's so weird. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to make of this, man. It's you know, like it it makes logical sense. All right, so let me try and summarize where we're at. Uh, FOMO is a thing because missing out makes people worry about what it means that they're not included, and also makes people worry about the fact that people might be talking behind their back, which is all like, oh my gosh, am I am I accepted or am I not? Like high school stuff. Um, and then it also just means that you're missing out on some good stuff that's happening without you around, whether that's like fun experiences or tangible benefits like sharing the bills or sharing the burden of everyday life and like all of that makes total sense but i just I, I guess i i don't really feel it i don't i don't know why well i think i think you do feel it but you deal with it or manage it like i think I, i'm sure if you like paid attention for a full day you'd find weird little things where you're just like oh that's weird but then i just move on and do this instead yeah I mean, like, if I think about it, I can think of situations that give me, like, a little little pang of it. Like, just earlier today, I realized tomorrow there's a call with a bunch of people that theoretically I should be on, and I wasn't included on. Um, but it, I don't know. It just doesn't really bother me that much. It just I start to think, like, oh, I'd probably just say something stupid, or, you know, I probably wouldn't have that much to contribute or whatever. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm able to come up with all these reasons why it actually doesn't make sense for me to be there. And then it doesn't hurt. Maybe that's just the way that you've learned to cope with it. Maybe so. But maybe your FOMO is feeding your phobia. My fear of missing out is feeding my fear of being included. Yep. It's like a, a, a paradox. Yeah, your your phobia is your coping mechanism for your FOMO. I think that alright, so I think actually what it must be is uh is I have uh, just enough social anxiety that makes b- 
being included scarier than being than missing out. So even though they both suck in their own ways, one is scarier than the other. And it makes the other not seem so bad. Right on. So Which you're just going to... How are you, what's the new thing that you're going to introduce? What's the new fear you're going to introduce to like scare away those ones? Yeah, good question. Maybe drugs. <laughs> Maybe let's get addicted. <laughs> Everything else will stop mattering. I don't know, man. It's uh, like this is supposed to be the year for year of courage for me, which should mean that if there's a situation that I think I should be included on and I'm not, then I speak up and I, I don't just accept the fear of being included as a as a given you know I, I speak up and say hey i think i should be there for this reason can you add me to the invite or you know like i would really love to come to that it sounds like a lot of fun would that be okay or whatever um to, to break the phobia cycle uh but i don't I, I don't know that i'm not doing that because it's scary i think I'm, I'm just not doing that because it doesn't feel valuable most of the time like i'm you know i'm so scattered already and Acting on FOMO, by definition, means you're doing more, like you're being included in more. And I don't know that I have time to be included in more. You get where <laughs> I'm going? Yeah, interesting. So you're already so busy that other things are happening without you are happening kind of for a reason. And that reason is because you're already so fucking busy. I mean, I don't know how much of this is just me trying to to make myself feel better about it. But like I'm actively trying to get on less meetings, you know, not more. And if a meeting can survive without me, then I probably shouldn't be there. Right. I mean, I definitely feel the same way. But nobody I cares think how I feel. Now I'm now I'm feeling like, what did you just say? Nobody cares how you feel? <laughs> right. Everybody just wants to add me to more meetings. I don't like it. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, that's the the uh the sad thing about jobs is like the longer you're there the more meetings you're on i think over time you know and eventually you're just on meetings 80 hours a week and then you have to quit um <laughs> it has taken me very little time to get up to the the critical mass of meetings so i'm already at the point of like if i'm going to take on more meetings then i need to be on less meetings to account for it which is scary i totally forgot oh i remember what i was going to say uh yeah so i think i think fomo is a big part of meeting toxicity you know like toxic meeting culture like where where meetings are, you know the the two pizza rule that Amazon popularized. Have you no. heard of that? So the two pizza rule is that if a meeting is so big that two large pizzas can't feed everyone there, then it's too big. You have too many people in the meeting. Um, and I think there are tons. Of, like I, I go to meetings all the time that have like twenty plus people. That's way more than two pizzas. But it's just yeah, that's you know, insane. But and I think that FOMO has a, a big you know a lot to whatever the word is. It contributes a lot to that. Has a lot to. Whatever, you know what I'm trying to say. Like, a lot of that is FOMO. That's why there are 20-plus right. people on a meeting when, you know, maybe only less than half of them actually say anything. Everybody just wants to be included. And I think that that's crap. And I think that... Okay, so I started this out feeling sad or guilty or something that I didn't have much FOMO, but now I feel pretty good about it. I've convinced myself. Yeah, it's a, it's actually a really good thing to to not be affected by FOMO. All right. Well, there, there you have it. We solved it. <laughs> no, I mean that—that that is the—that's—that's that's the goal, right? Is to not let fear ruin your life or ruin your life. Yeah, I mean, I, like whenever I—I I think there's a difference between having a behavior that is good versus having it for admirable, admirable reasons. 
And like, I think I have not much FOMO, which is good, but I think the reasons I don't have much FOMO are scary. <laughs> so, but it's sort of like, probably. how much do I want to try and fix those when it'll probably just give me more FOMO, which is a bad thing to have. It's like, it's like but how smoking not makes you skinny. if you're going to work through it, right? But what smoking about doesn't work? make you skinny. That's a, it's, doesn't smoking like curb your appetite I was, or something? I was at my peak weight when I was a smoker. Okay. Well, that's that's anecdotal evidence. I'm talking about statistically. <laughs> like, isn't that a thing? Where I, yeah, when I, think, smoking, I think that's curb your appetite. Yeah. 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 So it's like, yeah, I mean, it's nice to be at a healthy weight, but at what cost? So it's nice to not have to deal with FOMO, but at what cost? But you already don't deal with FOMO. I know, that's what I'm saying. And it's nice. But the reason that I don't deal with FOMO is probably something that I should work on. You so are you going to hire a therapist? No, that's too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You feel good here? I feel good. I think we just I don't I think feel we good at all. <laughs> What's wrong? <laughs> oh, uh, crazy migraine. Jace just left because he has a migraine. So this is Critter signing off. I love you all. Till next time.